0: BLOB TALK RADIO Morning,
2: good morning,
0: rise and child. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So where were you yesterday? Ah, uh, Yesterday we were shaking the Monday morning blues With the due time crew And we talked about The woman Who uh, Was married To her husband Well who is married to her husband And he is 14 years older Than her And she didn't realize That the age gap relationship would be a little challenging. Mm. Well, she started off by saying she didn't know that some of her friends weren't going to be supportive and that she would actually lose some of those so-called friends. Well, listen, you've heard me say, my mama always said, you ain't got no friends. Well, in actuality, you don't. If... <laughs> Who I'm in a relationship with, you know, if you don't support me, that's one thing. But when we stop being friends, because you can't stop talking about the age difference between me and my man. Like it's going to do something for you or to you. What does that have to do with you? How How is our friendship that I'm seeing an older man. It it wouldn't be, you know, any different if I was seeing a younger man. I mean, unless I change. Now, if I think that's something different because then, you know, you would have something to talk about. But come on, come on, come on. That that means you they would never your friend to begin with. Okay? Well, she also talked about the fact that Making new friends would be difficult as a couple because of an age group different. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. I don't know what she's just thinking about because unlike the friend thing, you can't make friends so easily with people who are 15 years, you're, you know, your senior because they're at different points in life than you are. So, you know, I definitely understand that talent. So, you know, I do. Tom Cruise had some interesting things to say about this uh, age gap relationship business. Well, the other thing that we talked about was the man who said he came out as transgender after 20 years of marriage. That is. And his wife expressed the fact that she was no longer attracted to him anymore. He says his marriage is over, but, you know, they still love each other. Now, this was another situation where I couldn't understand, well, what was the surprise? You know, he started off by saying they were childhood sweethearts. So they've been together since they were kids, and they ended up getting married. And, you know, he's a buff man, and he's got facial hair, and all these kind of muscles, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, he was that manly man. And then all of a sudden, he starts uh, switching up. Well, of course she's not attracted to him anymore because he started transitioning. Yes. He started taking, you know, hormone therapy and he started living his life as a woman after 20 years of marriage. So I'm trying to figure out, well, why is he so thrown at the fact that He's actually not attracted to him anymore. Well, if she has no problem with her sexuality,
3: she's not going to
0: be attracted to him anymore because he, he admits that the hormone replacement therapy started to take him from being this big, strong, alpha male to this woman.
2: Oh, I don't understand.
0: I don't understand. Well, listen. Here's my thing. Unlike a whole lot of other women, you better be lucky she want to be your friend. Yeah, because I, I, I know quite a few women who would have been real angry and bitter. And it wouldn't be so much that are transitioning, but the fact that you pretty much wasted her time, yeah, we started off as childhood sweethearts, we've been married for 20 years, and now I no longer have a husband because you want to be a woman, and I have to start all over again, they have a child, So, yeah, you know, you said that, uh, you know, she wants to still be my friend. (laughs) I got to promise you that wouldn't be the same with a whole lot of other women. Nope. So, you know, uh, I'd be careful what you complain about because uh, I promise you that just would not be happening if you were involved Married to a whole lot of other women out here, they would try to spend their life making your life quite miserable.
2: So, well, wow.
0: we uh, would not have a successful Monday morning if we did not get the switch with Shanties and switch. Tip number 168, be on alert. Well, did we just not finish talking about be on alert? Be on alert when you decide that you're going to get involved with a person who is so vastly different. Now, as much as they may have had in common, he's 15 years her senior pretty much. So be on alert that life is not going to be the same as though you were dating someone college-bound. You know, she was 20, he was 34. So be on alert that life is not going to be a, a bed of roses like the fact that you love
2: him, he
0: loves you. Be on alert that after you've spent 20-some-odd years with a person, that things are going to shift when you tell your wife that you no longer want to be a man, you want to be a woman like her. And you want her to start going to the nails along with you. Or you wanna wanted to nails along with her. Be on alert for the enemy. Who God says roams alo- around like a roaring lion lion seeking to kill, steal and destroy. That's gonna be <laughs> something you have to be vigilant about, as the Word of God says. You can't sleep on the enemy, my dear. No, because when you look around, that's going to be a monster that you're going to have to fight. And if you have not boned up on the Word of God, if you have not meditated on the Word of God day and night, if you have not, studied if you have not had a prayer life if you have not chosen your friends wisely you could not cannot will not be on alert because when you look up the enemy enemy will be staring you in your face and you won't know what to do yeah yeah and i'm looking at people right now who are like marshmallows. Yeah, you know, they're like marshmallows. They can't get themselves together. They can't seem to get themselves together. And they try trying to figure out why. Well, when you are made of mush, when you don't read your Bible, when you don't study, when you don't, You know, keep yourself with people, you know, of God. When your friends or everybody outside the church, you're going to be a weeping willow. You know, when every time, you know, everybody's getting together, you someplace else, you don't want to be involved, that stuff will catch up with you. You can't be on alert because you're already fraternizing with the enemy. So he looks like Mary. But he ain't Mary. He's an enemy. You hanging out with John. But he ain't really John. He's the enemy. Because the Bible tells us that we don't fight with flesh and blood. We fight with principalities and powers from a high above that we can't see and we definitely cannot fight alone. So come on, come on, come on. Be on alert. Alrighty? Alrighty. Well that's how we spent our Monday. Today is Let's Talk About it Tuesday. Church Folk Day. Yeah. It's about time that we get to talking about some bangs, and I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: We're
0: about to get this party started, so go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time we the Steph is on, and whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right here.
3: Parents, did you know that over 60% of children who are bullied never tell an adult? And there's lots of reasons why. Some are afraid that bullying will get worse if they tell. Some think an adult can't or won't help. And some even think they'll get in trouble. Take 15 minutes a day to ask about their day. Then tell them about your own day. When this kind of conversation becomes a daily habit, you're more likely to find out about a problem early. Thank you to Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries for letting me talk to you about this important issue. Go to cfchildren.org for more information.
0: Oh, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Alrighty. Hey. Mm. It is Tuesday, and it's time for us to get on up. Get our day started. Get to talking about some things. Get to chatting. And get our day started. Alrighty. Well, yesterday we started off with our health tip talking about How to preserve our food. Yeah, how to make it last longer. Some of the stuff that we're doing wrong. Some of the stuff we're doing right. Some of the stuff that we don't even know anything about. This was really interesting yesterday. So I wanted to take some time to continue this because this is, like, really important. It's, like, how to preserve our little dollars.
2: Hmm,
0: all right. Well, canned food. When we open up our can of food, if we don't finish the entire can, we got real issues that we will possibly run into. Yeah. You can't leave open food in those metal cans. Yeah. They will possibly make you sick. Okay. So, what do you do? Well, you want to put it in a container, fill it with a lid, and Store it in the refrigerator you should be all right for a few days okay but please do not try to um store that like put the can in the refrigerator or anything like that okay all righty well wow. what about your fresh your fresh your fresh herbs not the ones you buy in a bottle, but the ones you buy in the bag, in the refrigerator section, or the cooler produce section in the refi- um in the freezer section, you know in the re- in the supermarket, okay, so you definitely want to keep your herbs fresh as long as possible. Because your food tastes are a whole lot different when you cook with the fresh herbs opposed to your bottled herbs. Now, there's nothing wrong with the bottled one, but I'm telling you there's a big difference when you're cooking, but it's not in a bottle. So you got to definitely preserve them. So keeping them in a glass, they say put them in a glass of water. Wow. And then a plastic bag over the top is good. Okay? So remember now, get yourself, a, you know, in a jar. You know, yeah, the jar you buy. You know, my kids always laugh at me and, you know, talk about how I Save my jars, like a mayonnaise jar or a pickle jar or things like that. Well, listen, I'm not going to go buy a jar, and I got one in my house. Just wash it out, put your herb, your a little bit of water, your herbs in it, and then, hey, you got a fresh, fresh food, okay? Wow, let's talk about our herbs again, okay? So when you're looking to store them, here's what they say we can do also. They say, take a a um an elastic band like a rubber band and tie it together at the ends, mm-hmm. and they will stay fresh longer yeah
3: yeah if that's
0: if they're not in the water okay so let's uh let's keep those herbs fresh don't be wasting no money what about your ice cream if you're not the type to eat all the ice cream at one time they talk about how you can store your ice cream and it doesn't get freezer burned well, they say take the container and put it in a plastic Ziploc bag. Remember yesterday I talked about those Ziploc bags? Yeah. Never heard of this before. They say it should preserve the taste. They say that it would keep it from getting a freezer burn. Let me give you another little for people such as myself who never, we can't even buy ice cream because we ain't ever got no, no, no space. So here's what I do. I actually, when we open up the ice cream, I take it out of the tub and put it right into a Ziploc bag. Yep. And boy, it stays nice and fresh. Yep. So it's another way you can, keep it from getting freezer burn, and it doesn't get freezer burn. No. Nope, not at all. Okay. Asparagus. Asparagus. Another way they say we can manage our vegetables and keep them stored where they still have um, good taste and they last longer. They say uh, store asparagus by putting it, the stalks, in a glass. They say put some water in the bottom. Yeah, they say add two inches of water. Put the asparagus inside with the stalks facing up, upwards. The little pointy part facing upward and then put a plastic bag over it. Same way they said about the herbs. Okay? It'll make sure, you know, they stay fresh longer. Scallions. We talked about scallions yesterday. Where well, they've got another little tip for how we can keep scallions They say chop them up, pour them into an empty bottle, and secure it with a lid. Then put the bottle in the freezer. Now, here's what they're saying. They're talking about a water bottle. Yes. So wash out that water bottle. Now, I got to be honest. I'm not. Um, we can't wash out a water bottle that we didn't drink out of or ready store our food. There's just too many germs in that. So if you're going to do that, just pour out the water into a glass, drink the water, and then use it. Because you're really going to put a lot of germs up in your scallions if you do that. Okay? All righty. Well, here's one that I know you're going to enjoy because I really need this one. Guacamole. How do we keep our avocado from turning brown? Oh, ding, 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 ding. I definitely need this one because, you know, you end up throwing it away. Well, they say half an inch of water is all you need to prevent it from going brown. Okay? They say take water, half an inch of water, put it on top of the guacamole. When you store it in the refrigerator, just a half an inch of water. And they say put the lid on, and um, when you go to open it up, just pour the water off. Wow, I don't know. Maybe you think it'll turn watery. Well, clearly not, because they're not mentioning that. All right. Well, freezing your tomato paste should keep it from turning moldy, and I—that's what I do. This is this is what I do. Because when you open up your tomato paste, your spaghetti sauce, after a while, if you leave it in the refrigerator, it will mold on you. Yes, right at the top. You see all these little green molds, fuzzy things. Yeah. So if you freeze it, now they're saying that you can put them in a – Baking sheet in the freezer bag. You can put them in ice trays, or you can put them in. Guess what? Ding, ding, ding! Your Ziploc bag. I told you. Listen, great value. They sell like eighty of them, the gallon size, for like five dollars. You really, I'm. Listen, spend that five dollars. You will not waste half the money that you've been wasting. That $5 goes a long way. We put everything in those Ziploc bags. Yep. Everything. All right. Onions. Are you ready for this one? You want your onions to stay fresh, long, they say for a month. They say put them in a pair of pantyhose. Wow. wow. Mm. They say if you put your onions in a pair of pantyhose, and okay, you know how um, you know how they're storing it. It looks like garlic, fresh garlic. So they say put your um, onion with the with the skin on it inside the pantyhose tie the knot put another one tie the knot put another one tie the knot are you do you know 8 months 8 months wow wow cucumbers they say we can keep our cucumbers on the counter yeah well We don't find them on the counter. We find them in the refrigerator section. Well, they say that if you keep your cucumbers on the counter, they will stop growing mushy and moldy. Keep them out of the refrigerator. They say as long as it's um, out of direct sunlight, being left on the counter should help to retain moisture And stay fresh longer. Wow. Wow. Beets. Beets. They say, if you want to keep your beets fresher and keep them from losing your moisture, they say, cut them up. Chop off that leaf, the, the top part, the stem, and they will not wither. Yeah. They say that the green part is what drains the water from the beet. Wow. So once you get rid of the leafy part, you ain't got to worry about it. Broccoli. Broccoli and Celery. This one here, wow, this might be one because you know celery does not last long at all. Well, they say all you have to do is wrap celery and broccoli in aluminum foil and it traps the food moisture. Yeah, wow. Alrighty, Soup. How do you store your soup so that it lasts longer? They say freeze it. Yeah, but don't, you know, here's, here's one of the ways they say. They say freeze it in a syllable bag. Yes, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, they're talking about, (laughs) this this is cute, they're saying take your soup, put them in, you know, the little Dixie size cups, the little uh, plastic cups that come what like, the ones you, like, used to use for the mouthwash? Yeah. They say freeze it and take those out the cup, put them in the freezer bag, and they say this with, oh, like a cup that you might want. So let's say a nine-ounce cup or seven-ounce cup. And if you freeze them, put them in the bag like that, then when you want to have soup, you don't have to defrost the whole thing. You just take one out and, you know, eat that bowl of soup. All right? Wow. So there's some more food storage tips. I've just saved you a whole lot of money these past couple days. Trust me when I tell you, I've had experience with all of these things that I did not look, you know, I always tell y'all, I have no clue. I don't know anything. Well, let's talk about saving your money and saving your life. There's been a salad in New York State, everybody, and they're saying, beware, 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 because this could possibly kill you or make you feel like you want to die. And when I read this, (laughs) excuse me, I was like really surprised. So Wegmans Organic Sweet Kale Chopped Salad Kit. Let me say this again. Wegmans Organic Sweet Kale Chopped Salad Kit. It comes with kale, red cabbage, carrots, light lemon, poppy seed dressing, cranberries, and sunflower seeds. And they claim that it's washed and ready to eat. Well, no, it doesn't have E. coli. No, it does not have salmonella. Are you ready? I'm going to read you the quote because I was like, wow, the product is being recalled because it contains incorrect condiment ingredients resulting in undeclared egg it's not listed on the product label. Now, let me tell you something about eggs. There's two reactions that you can get to egg. To allergic reactions, you can have a gastrointestinal where you have vomiting, diarrhea, really bad stomach cramps. And then you have asphyxiation. Yes. People actually have that level of allergic reaction where they swell up. Their throat swells up and they die. Or they can die. And... This is why they had to pull this stuff off of the shelves immediately. So they have best if used by October 27, 2023. That's what the bags are. Um, that's what the bags have on it. These bags have been sold and distributed in New York as well as Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Massachusetts, Virginia, North Carolina, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. So that's all up and down the East Coast line. So let's make sure that if you are buying the Wegmans Organic Sweet Kale Chopped Salad Kit. The eight-ounce bag. Take it back to the store or throw it away. Do not bust it open and try to eat it. It can make you sick if you, especially if you have egg allergy. Okay. All right. What else are we talking about today? Mm. How are we? Do we even want to talk about this Oakland pop grandmama? Was charged with her 11, uh, 11 month old um, grandson's death. Well, to make a long story short, out in Fort Lauderdale, they found that this baby died from ingesting some powerful antihistamine. That turned out to be pretty lethal because this antihistamine, they have definitely said, should not be given to anyone under the age of two. And when they checked the baby's bottle, they found that it was all up in his bottle. And the only person who had cared for this child and the child's bottle his grandmama, his paternal grandmother. that means his father's mo- uh, mother. And they said that they're surprised. Now, I've been trying to figure this thing out because for a while we've been seeing the decline of grandmamas. At one point we were talking about the grandmamas who were partying And didn't have time for her babies. You know, she out there taking care of herself. And now we are at the point where grandmamas are killing their grandchildren. And I'm trying to figure out. You never noticed that grandma wasn't grandma anymore. I I don't, you know, I remember the one where the grandmother stabbed the the little girl, the, the seven-year-old girl. I think she was about seven. And it was the, the, the father's mother. And he said he went to visit her in Rikers because he wanted her to explain, you know, what happened. And, you know, everybody said she wasn't, you know, there were no signs. She was always very loving and a doting grandmother. And I'm trying to figure out how we don't notice grandma and grandma no more. Because it's something about grandmas would always tell you off. You know, they always talk about big mamas. You know, especially grandmas on this side of thing. You know, they always gonna, they, they would tell you off. they cuss you out. You know, they ain't let you get away with nothing. But I'm trying to figure out then, how did you, how did you see this coming? I don't know. I'm going to talk to my little time crew because I had two very different grandmothers. I had Grandma Pastor Burroughs, who was the pastor who spoke very softly, you know, and, you know, she reprimanded you. That's what it was. It was a reprimand. You know, she got on you. And we didn't do a whole lot, you know, so she didn't have to yell at us, you know. Now, Grandma Margaret. <laughs>
2: and
0: Grandma Margaret didn't cuss us out, but Grandma Margaret, she'll cuss some boys out. Her sons, the youngest were her two boys. And she would definitely get on them and cuss them out. So I guess we knew not to mention Grandma Margaret. And I'm trying to figure out, at what point, if Grandma Pastor Burroughs was this soft-spoken, you know, woman, and all of a sudden, when you kept leaving us there... We either started telling you that Grandma Pastor Burroughs was shifting, spoke to us, how she reprimanded us, said a cuss word or two, or when you went to drop us off, she stopped smiling. Y'all ain't noticed this?
2: You may not have
0: known it with, Pat, with, with Grandma Margaret, because Grandma Margaret was just tough like that all the time. You still should know something when Grandma Margaret, (laughs) or she said a couple extra cuss words. How y'all leaving these babies with Grandma and y'all can't tell that Grandma don't want to watch these kids no more? I don't get it. This is like the norm now. All we're reading in the news is about these grandmas who who are killing and hurting the babies. Now here you have grandma. Now let me see how old Grandma is. Because Grandma look a little old, but she don't look all, you know, that old. She looked rough though. I gotta tell y'all that much. Like, this this mugshot look like a mugshot. This mugshot don't look like this is the first time grandma and had a mug shot (laughs) the face on this grandma says I told (laughs) y'all I told y'all stop leaving these kids with me so when they found that there was this antihistamine all in the baby's bottle and they told the parents, the parents were, like, shocked. And I'm saying to myself, that's when I started thinking about Grandma Pastor Burrow and Grandma Margaret. And I was like, well, either way, grandma started acting a little different. Y'all ain't paid attention to none of that? I don't know. I got to ask my my men and Shanties when, uh when I speak to them because I need to understand how y'all don't figure out that grandma don't want to watch these kids no more and y'all keep pushing this and now we're coming up with more and more dead grandchildren. I'm lost. I'm really, really lost, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but this this came to my head. All right, what else are we talking about? Well... (laughs) You know, we, we, we've we been talking about how, I think it was last week, Wednesday, we were talking about how the cops just ain't the cops no more. <laughs> well, this here, this, this former New York City police officer, she's a former now, she was arrested and charged, her and another person were charged with selling fentanyl and heroin, and negotiating drug deals while she was on shift. She didn't even wait till she was in plain clothes. So this Grace Baez, 37, she lives in the Bronx. She was an NYPD cap. They picked her up and charged her with conspiracy to distribute heroin and fentanyl and three counts of narcotics distribution. And she ended up resigning. Now you've got this other, her roommate, this Martinez, this Cesar Martinez, 43, in Walker's who shared an apartment with her, he faces equal charges because... They were together in all of this. Well, come to find out they had multiple conversations with a CI who had been working with the law enforcement for quite a while. And they had been talking to him about getting some drugs and selling some drugs and negotiating some prices and they offered to sell him some fentanyl and heroin in the kilogram <laughs> quantities. Some cocaine was on the list. They say that she, the the cop, said that she could sell him two kilograms of fentanyl for 30000 along with 400 grams of heroin. And she was negotiating the price with him oh. so they, they went for this buy and they tested the substance that she gave them, it was in a plastic candy container and on the inside she told them that it was fentanyl but when they checked it they, te- they did the little test it came out as Halloween so they ended up busting her and the friend. And I'm saying to myself, so you are supposed to be on duty. Remember now, this is while, this was during her shift. So here you are. You're supposed to be testing and serving. And you dealing drugs? So then who were you arrested? You so only couldn't arrest somebody who was dealing drugs. Because you were out here dealing drugs. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm lost. I'm... Because, again, as we talked about last week, there seems to be this serious breakdown in our (laughs) protect and serve. And speaking of protecting and serving and having a breakdown during
2: time,
0: well, breakdown is what this pilot had as he was on his trip from Washington to San Francisco with Joseph Emerson, 44, and they say out of nowhere, he jumped and reached for the controls and attempted to activate the fire suppression system on the plane. That would have cut off the fuel to the engines and eventually sent the plane plummeting to the ground 83 people you know, there were 83 passengers they said that the flight attendant got on the speaker and said plain and simply he had a mental breakdown we needed to get him off the plane immediately and that was after the flight captain ended up having an emergency landing in Portland. Because they had to help him get him off that plane. Yeah. And they said that when they did the like the interviews of his family, of his neighbors, they were like, This guy here was really Um, was really a good guy. And they're trying to figure out where was the breakdown. Because he never showed any signs of having some type of mental distress. Yeah. So we got the police department who's got the breakdown. And they selling drugs, and you got the airline pilots who are having a mental breakdown and trying to crash the plane. So where are you safe? Let me tell y'all something. If y'all haven't figured out that you better find a life in Christ, because you don't know where you're safe and where you're not safe, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And speaking of a mental breakdown, they've got a video that has gone straight viral. There's this Chinese Tsingtao Beer Factory, who is the main factory for one of the biggest beers They are the second largest beer producer in China. Well, talk about a breakdown. What are we going to call this? We're going to call this Breakdown Tuesday? Oh, Lord have mercy. They have a video that is going viral where they have an employee going into the container that stores the raw ingredients for the beer. He whips out his thing and urinates into <laughs> the container. He walks, they show him, I watch the video, they show him walk. And it must be like dry stuff. Because you know, how you, you know how you look and you see somebody like walking through snow or walking through sand and you really can't move that fast because you sink it. Yeah, that's the way the video looks, at least to me, as he's walking. And they show him climbing in and urinating inside the sink towel beer ingredient. So the manufacturer says <laughs> that they have. I want to find. The, I want to find the terminology because I was like, "Y'all need to stop." They said that they have con- somehow contained the the the, the ingredient. Now, I'm trying to figure out, why haven't you gutted this thing, sanitized it, sterilized it, or whatever you're going to do, and then go back to producing, manufacturing, whatever you do? How are you saying that you've contained... I think that's the word they use that they contained this part of the ingredients and i'm 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 speechless because okay, here it is is. C-Tow assured its customers that the batch of ingredients from its facility, has been sealed. Back of ingredients? You serious? Get rid of all of this stuff. And the reason why this is scary is because this was caught on camera. What are we ingesting? We have no idea. Oh, my gosh. We have no idea. This is the best you can offer. That's a batch of ingredients have been sealed. What batch? What did you do? He stood at section A396 and, and you squared out that piece and sealed it. Oh, <laughs> help. <laughs> That's all I can see is help. Help us, Lord, help us, because this is caught on video. We have no idea where my do time crew at. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Where who, Where my pastor Jeff? Where my pastor Jeff? Good morning, Pastor Jeff.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How, How are, are you? You, Can you hear me? I'm good. I can good. hear
0: you. How are you? Oh, I'm glad good. you're good, Pastor Jeff. I'm glad you're good. I, I missed you, Pastor Jeff. I missed you. We had a couple of Tuesdays that we had no show, and I missed your voice. Oh, uh,
1: well, I missed, missed y'all too. <laughs> you did.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's wonderful. a nice thing to say, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Jeff. We're calling this Breakdown Tuesday because everybody that lost their mind. <laughs> okay, Pastor Jeff, I want to talk to you about grandmas. Now, Pastor Jeff, we've seen this surge of grandparents killing off the grandchildren. Uh-huh. You know, within this past year, we that that's really overtaken the news story. And today, we're talking about uh, um, an 11 month old who this grandma is being accused of killing him because they found some powerful antihistamine product. In his bottle. Now, Grandma's the one who was babysitting him. Grandma.
1: Hello. 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 Hello.
0: Past will be right. Okay. All right. She'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Can you hear me, Pastor Jeff? I can hear you. Okay. So they find out that all of this. Is in this baby's bottle. The only the the parents say um, that she's the only person who's had access to the bottles since they dropped the baby off. And this is his paternal grandmother. Now he's eleven months old. Eleven. He was eleven months old. They say that this particular antihistamine they have um, said is not to be given to anyone under the age of two. So he was already, um, you know, in danger of being ill. But they said the amount of this product that they found in the bottle, it looks intentional because how would it have gotten in the bottle? So, you know, I started thinking about, you know, something that we've talked about here. And my question is, Pastor Jeff, Y'all didn't notice when grandma started acting different. Now, grandma may not have said she didn't want to watch the babies. You know, all these grandmas, you know, there was a a story we did earlier during the year about the little girl in the Bronx where the grandmother stabbed her like seven to ten times. And the father, it was the father's mother, and he went to Rikers to see his mother to ask her why She had done it. And I said to myself, how is it that y'all don't notice that grandma is acting different? Now, he said that, you know, grandma was always very loving and, you know, took care of the babies on a regular basis. And all of a sudden, grandma flipped, flipped. I don't believe grandma just flipped like this. I believe that there are indicators that show that grandma don't want to watch these kids now? Is she cussing a little bit more? Is she a little more irritable? Is she not feeding them on time? Something, Pastor Jeff. What's your thought? Do you think that grandma just busts off and start acting weird or are there signs? What do you think?
1: I believe that you know, you talking about grandmas, I believe there were signs you know, because mental illness, I know certain people, it kicked in at a certain age, you know, just all of a sudden, right. boom, you know. But by the time you get to the grandma's age, I oh, know they're signed, you know. But I I just believe a lot of these parents, they so quickly want to pawn their kids off and do their thing yep. that, they, yep. that they don't really care. You know, they're not, they, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Here, take care of my kid. They, you know. So a lot of them are to blame because they give them to these crazy grandmas. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: they just like yeah, yeah, take them. I don't care. Put their kids in jeopardy. Yeah. So it makes me angry because I see a lot of that, a lot of that, you know?
2: <laughs> okay,
0: well, I kind of thought the same thing. You know, I, I felt the same way. I feel the same way that y'all so busy, y'all ain't paying no attention because this is the babysitting. And y'all figure it's safe for leaving with the grandparents because can't nobody talk about this. So y'all ain't paying attention to how she responds. Let's find out if Pastor K.L. thinks the same, Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor K.L.
3: Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you?
0: Um, I'm well, thanks. How are you?
3: I'm well, I'm well. Thank you.
0: Good, good,
3: good.
0: So do you think what Pastor Jeff thinks? You know, as far as what's going on with Grandma, Grandma, Grandma been showing some signs, but y'all ain't paying attention. Or is Grandma just tripping? What do you think?
3: I don't. I don't think Grandma is tripping. I, I I know some people, some parents, young parents who believe, well, these are your grandchildren. You should want to be with your grandchildren. No, I don't want to be with mine. I, I don't want to, <laughs> and, and I express it quite often. You know, I just had. I think I just told you. One of my granddaughters said, "Pop, pop, can I come spend a night?" Yes, if your mama spends the night, you would not spend a night with me by yourself. That's just not going to happen. And 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 I think that in this time and age, where the grandma and the 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 parent is clubbing together, grandma still want to go to the club. And here you want to tie me up with baby child. You know, because remember, with these young children, they don't teach these children no manners. I mean, they—they they, you just want to ring them up and kill them, you know? And no, I, I do not want to be consumed with this child who won't listen, who's cussing better than me, you know, and won't go to sleep. No, 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 no. I think there was signs. I think Grandma said, listen, don't bring that bad boy over here, and you brought him anyway. Okay. You won't bring him again. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, that's 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 what it looks like. Well, let's see what Satish thinks. Let's see if she thinks like you men think. Satish, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. You know, we've been talking about these grandmas going wild, you know, where they're taking the lives of these babies they're attacking these babies and I say listen, there are signs y'all didn't see that grandma don't want to watch these kids and grandma hasn't even come out and said, I don't want to watch these kids y'all pushed the kids on grandma and now grandma's killing the baby what do you think? Do you think there are signs? Do you think that grandma just, just lost it? What do you think? I believe there were definitely signs like you said, even if <clears throat> grandma didn't Directly come out and say I don't want to watch these kids Stop bringing these kids over here Grandma's mood was different Grandma's mood was off You did like How Grandma was You know, acting Or if you were talking to her And she didn't respond to you But you still walked up the door And left your kids there anyway Like, you know if your parents Don't really want to watch the kids You know when you're yeah. you're being passive aggressive and just leaving your kids there or if you're being directly aggressive and just leaving your kids there you you know what you're doing and you sense that there's some grandparents who die to have their grandkids there's other grandparents that they can take them or leave them there's other grandparents that they don't want to be bothered they don't want to be bothered if yeah y'all can come visit and then y'all can go home I don't be leaving nobody here. <laughs> you know, so you, you know you know which category your parent or parent falls in. So yeah, I believe there were definitely signs. Grandma just, Oh yeah, leave my grandbabies or she's calling for them and then now all of a sudden they turn a dead or, or high or something. It I don't I don't believe it works like that. All right. So it's unanimous, you know, unfortunately. Nobody's paying attention. Because as been said, you know y'all y'all just want to get your party on or your high on or just y'all need a break, and this is what's happening. Now the the, the whole child is not here anymore. All right, I got a question for the three of you because I, I I'm I'm trying to find this this quote again about this video that has gone viral. And they say that the batch of ingredients have been sealed. Where's my Pastor Jeff? Pastor Jeff, this man climbed into the dry batch of beer ingredients. He urinates, and they say that the batch has been sealed. Do you shut them down or what?
1: (laughs) Wait, they say it's been sealed. Like, okay, so we're just going to let it go because it's been sealed?
0: That's what you're saying? That's what they're saying.
1: Yeah, the whole company need to be shut down. Because they don't want to spend the money to deal with that situation. It's like, oh, it's been sealed. You know, no seal, Negro pissed in it. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And you know it? And and, and you're going to go to sell it and take my money and make me drink piss? I, I'm yeah. not understanding that. I mean, yep. really, I'm not understanding that. Me either. What?
0: What company That's
2: was why
1: it? The, this
0: is a company in China. It's called Sing Tao Beer. That they make, they manufacture beer. And like I said, you have an entire, when I tell you it's a huge, huge tub, like this huge box where they have, or you could tell it's like dry ingredients because he climbs in from the top. And when he gets down in there, he's walking to kind of get into the middle. And you know how when you're walking on, in sand and your feet are sinking or, like, in snow and your feet, you can tell it's not, it's not moist, you know, stuff he's walking through. It's like it's dry. And he gets to a certain point and he urinates right there. Now, instead of just emptying out this entire container and getting rid of all of that content, that's what that's what they say. They they assure okay, who they
1: sell? everybody, huh? Who they selling this bed to? What democrats They sell
0: it over in China. In I guess in China.
1: Okay. I was just wondering if, they, <laughs> if that beer is ending up, you know, in the black community, you know?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's called, they showed up, they show the beer, and it's called Sing Tao Premium Lager. And they are the second largest beer producer and top exporter. So I don't know. Whether it whether it's you know just in China, if it's in China and in the you know Asian communities here in the United States, I have no clue. But yeah, that that's how they that's how they responded.
1: I I think it's probably typical. Yeah, think about all the stuff we probably eat when we eating all this Chinese food. Oh, they, uh, they Pastor
2: some, Jeff! So, some, something some <laughs> crawling.
1: They just, they just keep chopping. You
2: know.
1: <laughs> oh! come on, Pastor Jeff! You're jacking me up here. That, you are now, jacking now, me now up alcohol, here. Alcohol, alcohol, the killer. The alcohol, the killer pest. That's their philosophy, <laughs> and I, and I guess, I guess it will.
2: <laughs> oh my God!
1: Oh my God! I mean, what's the, what's the difference out. when we swim when we swim in these public pools, right? You know, oh people piss in it, and, and we getting it in our mouth. Chlorine's supposed to kill hey, it. You
0: right? know what? <laughs> <laughs> You really make me want to stay
1: home. Oh my God!
2: Oh my God! You can't get around it. You can't get around it. You can't
1: get away from it. Mom no, well just my say your grace goodness. and enjoy
2: life. <laughs>
0: oh, Pastor KL, um, Pastor Jeff says, Stay you're great, enjoy life." Is that how we're accepting the fact that this has been sealed?
3: Well, well, it really hasn't been sealed. I, I heard you name the name of it. You know, for us old heads. The translation of that name was Malt Duck. That's all that is. It was just malted Duck, you know. from, from, from back from back in the days, you know, it was strong it was po- uh, potent, and it had a it had a kick and a twine to it. It was malted Duck. Oh, you know. Goodness. It had it has not been sealed, oh. you know. <laughs> but, well, on I- re- <laughs> <laughs> but on the on on, on on the real of it all, yeah, it should have definitely been taken off the market. But I mean, listen. If, if, if it can sell, it'll sell. You know that that's just how people are. If it can sell, it'll sell. You know, look, look how, many, how many people are lacing, you know, weed and all type of stuff with everything else. Why? Because it sells. There's an audience for it. There's a customer for it. So if it sells, it sells.
0: Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh my, piece Now here's another dynamic to the story. They believe that it went viral from an intentional videographer, if you will. So they have fired the urinator, <laughs> the videographer, as well. Because I guess they figure that that was something that they worked on together. And now they everybody going. And they say that those are not internal workers, that those are external people, like in other words, like we hire like a temp from an agency. So they really ain't the ones we hired. They're the ones that the agency sent over when we needed extra help. I'ma put it like that does it make a difference they still work for you you know you still have you you go to the agency and you have them send over these tents so you may not you know be the first person in contact with them but they're still hired to work for your company just through the tent agency either way it doesn't things would just happen. I'm just happy I don't drink no more. But that that's uh, why, why are we, no, and see all of this trying to, well we well, technically, you know, they don't work directly for us, but they, no, see <laughs> all of this trying to get around it just shows that there's some other stuff that's been done with this there as well. Because I would not be taking the time to try to differentiate who hired who? How long they worked here? Well, they only worked here for a week. Because by that time, we we tell the temp agency to send somebody new and all this. Or they an intern. they not. Ready. Who cares? It's still pee in the beer. <laughs> who, who cares? <laughs> who did it? Like why? Why <laughs> does that? Why are you trying to now determine? No, there, there's some other stuff that's been done too. Because so you taking the time to say this instead of. I mean, ain't really nothing you can say to make this better. But, no, that that doesn't matter at all. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you all for indulging me in my news. I got a news article for you that I'm going to expand into our church folks, and maybe you'll figure out why. Well, here's the news story. There's a mother who has what she considers to be a dilemma. Now, she said that her son went to school. He's a kindergartner. Her son went to school, and he came home one day with some kids nail polish on this is her son a five-year-old son and she said he thought that, that he, the little boy the little boy thought it was totally cool that he came home with this nail polish on he was really excited because they had just played in school. So we deal to him. When her husband came home No. She on the other hand also thought not on the other hand, but she also thought it was it was fine. She said that when she asked, they said they were playing salon. That they had a salon that day. And all it did, and they treated, the teacher treated the children to a nail painting session with some kid-safe nail polish, and she thought it was fine because the teacher said they were running a pretend salon. When the husband came home, he was furious. He started going off saying, it's disgusting that the kindergarten would allow this. He told the little boy that nail polish was for girls only. And the son was really upset because of how um, aggressive the father was. And the wife said that she was heartbroken for her son and was scared that her husband uh, was going to call the school because he had threatened to call the school and complain. But she was asking TikTok how to deal with this. So some TikTokers, most TikTokers said that he was being a massive jerk. And one man said that he would play with his daughters and he would allow the daughters to paint his paint his nails and there was no problem. There was another man who said that he played with his daughters. He allowed them to paint his nails and went to work with the nail polish on. And when people asked about it, They, you know, he just explained that, you know, hey, well, this is what what happened when I was playing with my daughters.
2: Uh,
0: What else did they say? They say that um, defend your child. It doesn't have agenda and it comes off easily and it's not that serious. Very few found a problem with this whole scenario. Pastor Jeff, what you think?
1: Well, you know I got a problem with the whole scenario. (laughs) I mean, it's just what's happening now in our society, man, you know, with all of this stuff. I really believe it's the the demons of old coming back, (laughs) you know, with a vengeance. Because, you know, the gospel is being diluted and not being preached like it was because this, all of this was going, going on in Jesus' day. But then when he came on the scene and began, the gospel began to get preached, I believe, you know, a lot of those spirits had to be backed down. And now they're back with a vengeance because of look what we're doing. We take prayer out of schools, all that, all that. So, I mean, this is just typical to what's going on. I mean, you know, there's there's no gender now. You're neither male nor female. <laughs> you know, changing everything about God, so, you know, I can't stand it. You know, my 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 son ain't coming home, you know, you know, with no male polish, none of that. We're gonna have a problem. You know, I'll be at that school screaming on them if if they did it. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't know. I you know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> we know how you feel about things. We'd just like for you to just voice them for yourself. Oh, Pastor K out. What's your feeling on this here?
3: Well, I, I I would definitely be um upset to see my child my son with some nail polish on. You know, first of all, I, I would question my wife that he that she didn't take off that nail polish. Before I got home, because her being married to me, she knew I would be upset. So if if, if you thought that was cool, fine, then take it off before I see it. I, I think my approach with it would have been a little different. You know, I would say that, you know, listen, you know, little boys don't wear nail polish. You know, now, as to some of the comments, I do understand the comments. I, I too, have grandchildren. I, and we've played makeup, and we've played nail polish, and they made up my face. But I'm a grown man who who knows his identity. You know, I, I can do those kind of things. When, when you do this to a, a child who's five years old and impressionable, no, no. You have to sit down and explain that. You don't have to explain to me that I can't wear makeup. or oh, I shouldn't wear makeup, or I shouldn't wear makeup. You don't have to explain that to me because I know. But, but I'm doing it because it satisfies the children. You know, when you start off at five years old, you think this is normal. There's no normality to wearing pink um, nail polish, coming home and being happy about that. That's not normal. So I think that that's where the issue is.
0: Okay, okay,
3: Chantee.
0: Yes, I agree, and that's where my mind went. Where y'all come from with these comments like this? There's a difference between you as a dad playing tea party with your daughter. If your daughter had a sibling, you wouldn't be playing tea party with them. Maybe they'll have the infant baby propped up in the chair doing that. Okay, If they had a sibling, you wouldn't have to dress up with them. They wouldn't be picking your nails and... You know, sometimes the father falls asleep and and, and the daughter be drawn all, all on his face. And when he wake up, he's like, okay, what's going on? But he don't get mad because he understands she just playing. There is a distinct difference. You mad at me, Mom. I should come home and you should be telling me about how you just went to the school and went off on a teacher. Why are you not telling me that story? So now we got a problem. Because I, I should be hearing that when I get home. But you're taking the time to get upset with me. Now, you know, depending on, you know, how he went off on the baby, you know, I could possibly see her saying, okay, you know, don't yell as much, you know, because he doesn't understand. Maybe that, but at the same time, you have to, while you're saying that to him, still understand that this is a man coming home and finding this on his son. And like Pastor K.L. said, unfortunately, the way these streets are moving now You can't let stuff like this slide. Years ago, maybe. Now it is just these schools are doing way too much with these kids. They're introducing way too much to these kids. They're taking it upon themselves to try to force them into LGBT um, parades at school and all of that. It's just too much. Don't play school with my child. School, I'm sorry, because they're not teaching school stuff. Don't play House with my child. Don't play salon with my child. Don't play none of that. Play do you know your ABCs. Play do you know your one, two, threes. Stay in kindergarten, so what? You ain't never too too young to learn. Teach him that. Don't don't play this stuff because it's, it's, there's way too much going on. And like you were say, when now you start bringing in the spiritual realm, the enemy is looking for any little crack to come slither his way in. So now he's been introduced to pink nail polish at five, and then now he wants to know why he can't wear mommy's lipstick and all of that. No. No, that energy should have been used instead of getting mad at the father like that, getting mad at the teacher, approaching the teacher. No, I, I don't know why we're playing so long. Like I, I, I've never heard of that. I I remember being in kindergarten. We ain't never playing no on salon. Where does this come from? <laughs> Well, one of the one of the um, elders in the church.
2: He works
0: in a daycare center, and he he mentioned a, a few years ago. He said, you know, the kids. Um, you know, he sat on the floor, and he let the kids, you know, play salon and you know, do all kinds of things and stuff like with him, with him. You know, to just dress up, you know, uh, do a little things with him. And it was a safe thing. It was a safe thing. But he didn't do anything to them. And I think this is the challenge now, you know, where we, you had, you didn't even think contained to the school. You didn't clean them up. You didn't allow them to clean up, and you sent the children home just like that. You actually sent someone's son home with nail polish on. And that was one of my questions. I'm like, well, okay, so if you, you mean to tell me if you were playing something in the school, you couldn't have found something for the boys to do? That was boyish. Um, why does everybody play the girl game I, I, don't, I or the female the female um, thing? And, and I wanted, and like I said, you know, a, a minute ago, you know, this, this does branch off into our church folk conversation because, you know, and I think it was you, Pastor Jeff, who mentioned spirit, or I, I don't know, I, I could be wrong because then Pastor Kale, you know, who mentioned spirits. And we're not understanding how this is real. This is real. And if we don't help contain what goes on, then we have this spiritual battle.
2: Well,
0: what, what would you like to say? How would you like to expound on that, Pastor Jeff?
2: Well,
1: I'm saying it's our job. We're, you know, we're, we're looking at schools doing what they're doing and allowing this and that and the other, but don't realize that it's our job, our job. It's the church job. We have to combat this because it's spiritual. It's all spiritual. And the enemy, he's doing what he does, and we're mad at him, but what are we doing about it? We have to stand up. We've got to preach the gospel, and we're not doing it. We're sitting there allowing this stuff to be. We're putting up with it. We, we, You know, we don't want to make no waves. So, you know, and we, we ought to cry loud. But a lot of us are not crying loud. It makes me wonder because a lot of us have been infiltrated, you know, in our mind with this stuff that we don't probably see it so bad. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're preaching a diluted gospel with our lives because we're not speaking up against that message. So you know, I you know I my wife be trying to quiet me down sometimes when I see it. No, oh, baby, leave that alone. You know, you know, no, I ain't right? leaving it alone. If it's in my face, then I'm supposed to say something about it. That's how I feel about it.
2: Okay, okay, <laughs>
0: Pastor KL, you know how are we asleep at the wheel as Christians? You know the church folks. Are
3: doing nothing about it. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, some some folks are Christians entitled. You know, they have no discernment. They 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 don't know what's going on around them. And when there's a turmoil, they just they just first thing is the devil's busy. No, you're not busy enough. You're not on your job. You know, you wow. You, well, the devil can only do anything that you you know. He can't do anything unless you allow him to do it. Let's put it that way. He doesn't have as much power as everybody says that he does. But when you're mm-hmm. not on your job, and then all, then all of a sudden the lights are turned off. Then you realize you didn't pay the bill. You know you know what I mean? We, we don't think about it in 30 days there's going to be another bill. You know, it, we, we wait until the water is off. We wait until this is off. We wait until our sons or daughters are having fits, And then we try to figure it out. We try to send them. To someone, So someone else can figure out what the problem is as going on in your house. But, 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 but until you have a company or until there's, there's Thanksgiving, you don't clean your house. Your house is a hot mess. And now you tired because you're having this company and you have to work overboard to clean it for the company, you know, and, and I say that because we have these children, and until we see a difference or a change or a drastic change where now they're getting into uh, police situations, we don't think about what's going on. We don't think about praying to cover them, you know, even, even when nothing is going wrong. We don't think about that until the storm comes, and that's the problem. Mm. All right now.
0: All right now. Shatee. You know, all we you know, Pastor Jeff, Pastor KL says we're not busy enough. We're not active enough. And I just got a <laughs> a little picture sent to me. Really cute. And the 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 serpent is standing before the judge who's on the bench. And he's telling the judge, it's what I do. <laughs> wow, how appropriate. Is that what's going on? Yes, I agree. And I've said that to people as well. Professor Kale said, you know, yes, the enemy has a lot of power. But a lot of that power is what we, we give because we're too quiet. And like Pastor Jeff said, you know, and there's, there's been things that, you know, I've spoken up about and I've tried to be hushed, you know, in many different ways, you know, and, and the enemy is real strategic because they, they don't come out and say, Shanti, be quiet. So it may come out in other ways. And I, I believe I give them the shock of their life Tom, huh? cause it's like, no, you shut up. Cause you're stupid. <laughs> if you're not speaking up about such and such a thing. And that's the problem. People take the time to get upset at the wrong thing. Where's that same energy when it now comes time for us as believers to stand up? There's, there's a verse where Jesus says, stand up against the world's opinion for me, and I will stand up to the Father on your behalf. If we're not standing up for Jesus against popular demand in these streets, when it's time for Jesus to petition for us, like he does every day, when it gets to the point where it's like, okay, about that time, is God about to wrap this up, and Jesus still needs to petition for us, how do we expect him to stand up for us before the Father respectfully if we're not bold enough for him in these streets? Why is this okay as Christians for us to see these things? And it doesn't mean you have to cuss people out, even though i got some time to do probably do not some time. But it doesn't mean you have to cuss people out, but you do a lot of times have to either be passive-aggressive or sometimes God will release you to be directly aggressive so that people understand that you're standing up for him. We are too quiet. We're the ones that are supposed to be the trendsetters. We're the ones that are supposed to be loud to set the tone. But yet we're all milly We see these kids dressing in a certain way. The kids are now telling us what they're going to wear, what they're not going to wear to church. I ain't wearing no skirt to church. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. They can do, these teachers can do whatever with these kids. You know, the principals can dictate whatever goes on with these kids. But yet now us as believers, we just sit in the corner and shake our head. We may doubt. We're, we're, we're quick to gossip silently amongst our cliques, but we're not bold enough to stand up for what God is teaching us in his word which is in jesus that that's the part that's why the enemy can stand up to the judge and say this is what i do because your people they're giving me leeway I, I the enemy already knows he rules the world he's the prince of the world he already knows he got the world on lock in that aspect and now when he sees that those who are supposed to be god's elect are now just opening the door and saying well welcome on in you might as well come on in because you're gonna get this too Now he he can go, he feels like he can go before God and say, I got this too. And what? I got this too. Oh, and that, I got that too. Until we learn how to stand up for God, that's going to continue to happen. Our kids are going to continue to be sent home. Next is going to be lipstick. Next, your son gonna come home with a wig on his head. A, a, A lace front is going to be laid and all that because the, the salon is going to go past the nail polish. It's going to now go to uh, makeup and, and, and hair, and, and now they're going to be playing fat fashion school, and you're just, your son going to come home in a skirt and all that. And then when you try to tell him he can't wear the skirt to school again, he's going to have a, a, a tantrum and, and, and a fit, and, and because you don't know how to speak up, you're going to give in and let him go to school in a skirt. This This, this is what we do. So until
3: we learn how
0: to shut the door on the enemy, and the enemy could be um, he, he's working through these the schools and, and or shut the door on these people, shut the door on these things, and let them know why you're shutting the door. No, don't do, do 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 me a favor. Put I'd rather you put my child on timeout. Tell him he punished for something. So him, call me and, and let me tell him you, you you're not doing this. If, if you don't know how to separate. Then you get me on the phone. Put my child on the phone. Let me tell them you're not playing that. But it's just it's 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 too it's too much because we're not speaking up, or oh, we're speaking up on the wrong thing. You know, you know, Pastor Jeff, you said, you know, we've got to make sure we preach this stuff from the pulpit. You know, we're not preaching the right thing. What else can we do in addition? to preaching in the church. What else can the church do?
1: Live it. <laughs> we, we're not living it. We're we're allowing them to to push their agenda and we're not saying anything. We're just being quiet. We have to really live it. We gotta speak up when we see it. We can't allow it to just be all in our face. See I'll let you do you but when it's in my face, then I believe I have a responsibility. You know, like when I, when I, when I see my son, he puts on his slippers sometimes he drags his feet. And he gets mad at me because I tell him, I say, ain't no man drag, drag his feet. A man's supposed to pick his feet up and walk. I said, I said mm. you know, I'll be telling him, only, only sisters drag their feet, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and lazy <laughs> folks drag their feet. And we got to speak up on it. You know, he'd be like, man come on, dad, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm like, no, 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 no. A man picture, you know, we got to let society know what a man stands for, what a woman stands for by living it and by, you know, and by speaking it when it's in our faith. And that's not, you know, from the pulpit, just preaching it is not enough. You got to live it.
2: You
0: got to speak it. All right. I like that dragging the feet thing. I'm going to use that. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Mm, Learn something new today. Oh, uh, Pastor KL, you know what else are we doing? At, you know, in addition to preaching it from the pulpit.
3: Well, you know what? Um, what Pastor Jeff said that that was definitely my answer. Live it, you know. And the problem, the problem, and, and take it from another side. The problem is, is that pastors are preaching it but they're not living it, and the congregation knows it. So I hear what you say, but I see what you do. So which right. one should I follow?
2: You know, mm. that, that that's the
3: problem. The whole living it is fine, but, but, again, you speak eloquently, and seemingly what you say is it's coming from the pages of the Bible. However, after you say amen, you live a whole different life. After you say amen, you go outside and smoke a cigarette. After you say amen, you go outside and get a beer, or I see you at the store buying a case of beer. After you say amen, I see you with a woman, and I know that ain't the first lady. So mm. I hear what you say, and I see what you do. What should I follow? Mm. You you all
0: are bringing up some good stuff, good stuff. Shanti, you know, you, you're... You know, you're listening to the pastors who say, you know, not only should you preach it, you should live it. How does that look, the abridged answer, how does that look to a church, a congregant? How does that look when you see the difference between what you're preaching and what you're living? Tacky. And you don't think... A lot of the pastors don't think that people can discern that you're not really living. And what a lot of pastors don't understand is, especially now that God is getting to the younger people and the younger people and the people younger than them, people younger than them, they can detect the lies. They can detect the the phoniness. You know, they can tell When you put more effort into how you preach versus you putting effort into actually living out God's word, even if they don't really understand the word themselves, they can detect that. So a lot more of the effort needs to go in living it out, because in living it out, you're not necessarily going to have to go up there and quote unquote preach. You'll be up there just speaking the truth and you'll be speaking from God's word and from your everyday life, your personal experiences, your testimonies. And a lot of pastors can't give testimonies because they ain't living nothing. They they live in more of the opposite side than the side that they're supposed to be living. So living it out, that's worship. Worship is you living God's word out every day in your daily routines, your daily activities. But as a congregant, (laughs) And, and, and you got to make sure you're careful as a because you don't want to be so critical. As a congregant, especially when God is on you to live out his word, you can sense when the pastor is not by the second he or she gets up there and starts talking. So the pastors, they, they, they need to just be on alert with that. All right, all right. Okay, so. You know how I like to do from time to time. Uh, speak to those who you're talking about, Pastor Jeff. Talk directly to them. If he was standing or they were standing in your face, what would you say to them? The pastors, the parents, whoever you want to speak to today. Who do you feel you want to talk to today and get this message across to?
1: Well,. I, I guess to the, not just the pastors, because y'all want to pick on pastors, <laughs> you know,
2: <I> want to
1: <laughs> talk to the saints, the saints, we're all saints if we're claiming to be, you know, believers and I want to talk to them. Believers, y'all say you're believers. I want you to stand up and believe that what God has written in his word is correct. And stop allowing the, the world to, to dilute your belief and stop taking down because you don't want to make a scene or you don't want to be the one being called the bigot or something. And go ahead and speak what God has told you to speak. Go ahead and preach what God has told you to preach and live how God told you to live. And what he has said is correct and stand by it even if it causes you to be the oddball out or causes you to get ostracized or talked about or called a bigot, you go ahead and, you know, be who God has called you to be and take a stand and stop being one of those, you know, backroom Christians, you know, you done all this praying and everything else, but ain't no, you know, you ain't standing up for the word of God. God bless you.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, for your contribution into today's conversation and your word of advice and guidance. We pray you have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. uh, Shanti, you know, what would you like to, who would you like to speak to today? This is your platform. You have an opportunity to, you know, kind of advise Who are you talking to today? Speak directly to them. Ah, Parents, stop letting these schools, these teachers, whomever, dictate what goes on with your child or your children. You need to make sure that you are well grounded in God because if you are not paying attention to what's going on out here, you need to be on alert for yourself and your children. There is no time to be slacking off. There is no time to be, oh, that's cute. You no, no, and ask God to to give you the temperament to have the tone in your voice to have the body mannerisms to have. Because it doesn't mean that you get to just blow up, but you do have to shut a lot of things down because. There's a lot trying to be introduced to your children with the goal of destroying them, destroying their mind, destroying their current state, destroying their future. Stop allowing people to dictate what goes on. Get yourself right in God so that you can get your kids right in God, so that they have a better chance of being successful, not just in school, but in life. It's not about you anymore. It's not about what makes you comfortable anymore. It's about the well-being of your child. Make sure that your main focus is opening the door for God to be in, in your kid's life instead of the devil ruling over your child. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shantice, again, for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, Patrick i think what you're doing. All right. Thank you. Pastor KL, who are you talking to this morning, and what word of advice and guidance would you like to give? Speak directly to your audience.
3: Well, this is what I would say to everyone. You know, we hear a lot of stuff like, you know, If if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Uh, The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. These are not cliches. These these, if if you really listen to this stuff, these are true statements. You know the enemy punches in every day on time. He's never late like us. He doesn't want a long lunch break like us. He doesn't ask for PTO like us. He doesn't want a vacation. This is what he does every day. You know salvation is, is is just not a look. It's a way of life, you know, and you have to live this thing every day, whether it seems like you're being beaten. you know, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You know, you, you got to believe that God is on the winning side every day, no matter whether you feel like you're losing Every day God is on the winning side. That's why it says new mercies every day. He gives you another chance to get this thing right every day. You know, we we have to be at a point where listen, I gotta do this for the vine, for the true vine. You know, I gotta do this for my children. I gotta do this for my family. I have to stay in his will. That's the only way I'm going to make it. And then understanding that the righteous We'll scarcely make it in. So here we are teeter-tottering, you know, over things, and, and we're not going to make it in like that. We, we can't help our family like that. We have to stay the course. The steps of a good man is ordered by God. We have to stay the course every day, and we have to be able to look from the spiritual eye and stay away from the natural eye. Listen, lastly, I will say, if you concentrate on the windshield. And forget about the rear view mirror. You'll be all right. Forgetting those things which are behind and, and 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 go forward. We're too busy. We're looking in the rear view mirror on what we used to do, how we did it, and, and and how God won't let us be who we want to be because of where we were. Listen, look at the windshield. All
0: right, Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor KL for your contribution into today's conversation and we thank you for your advice and guidance and we pray you have a blessed day.
3: You as well. You as well.
0: Thank you. All right. Let's get this benediction. Therefore, my beloved brothers be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Thanking our panel for their uh, their wise words this morning. You know, when I saw this last night, I was, I was like, "Oh boy!" You know, we're trying to figure out. When these children say, or when these adults, excuse me, say, you know, well, when I I knew for when I was five, you know, I didn't like, you know, wearing uh, pants. I wanted to wear a dress, you know, when I was, you know, I, I've known since I was, you know, five years old, six years old that I always liked boys or I always liked girls. And, you know, there's some people who, you know, you don't know what you, you know, you just, or did you even know who you were and all this kind of stuff. You know, the fact of the matter is a lot of things come from introduction. When we're introduced to some things, when we are questioned, after we've been told, and and that's what happened with Eve, you know, there was that question put out there. There was this, this doubt that entered, you know, did God really say? And and that's what's happening now. <laughs> Whether we realize it or not, the enemy's asking that same question now. Is there anything really wrong with him having nail polish on? Is there anything really wrong with boys, you know, wearing it because, you know, it's
2: just, you know, it's,
0: it's just playtime. Is it really wrong that, you know, they, they play dress up and they put the skirts on? Is it really wrong? The enemy is doing nothing more than he did. Back then, It's just magnified. And the fact of the matter is, all you need is that seed of doubt. So here you have a a, 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 a set of parents who are at two ends of the spectrum because for the man, you know, hey, boys don't wear fingernail polish. I don't care what goes on, who's doing what, boys don't play with fingernail polish. You got mama who says, well, they were only playing, and what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is the introduction. The big deal is the fact that this is the introduction is being made in the same arena where they have said that, that they could go up in the same arena and declare, I want to be a girl. I'm no longer a boy. We've done this story for the past couple of years over and over again about how the schools, there are certain schools uh, that, men, that, that say that the children could walk up in there and tell the school, who they are today, and they never have to notify the parents. The, all of this happens on the school ground. So when you have this introduction of this salon plan for boys and girls, like there was, no, you couldn't. There was no creative bone in your body that said, "I've got a population of girls and boys." And last night, last week, all month, what I was trying to think of the things we were going to do when I was pulling out the curriculum for, for the for the week. I couldn't figure out. I couldn't make a phone call. I couldn't go on the internet. I couldn't watch a TV program and figure out there was something that the girls could do and there was something that the boys could do. I couldn't work this thing out here. I really couldn't get this together. So now everybody's got to play everything. This is how we ended up with the, the, the substitute teacher, who tried to get the kids to kids. All this happening on school grounds. When we were going to school, school was school. That's all you did. You learned things that were educational and had nothing to do with life. You had a specific period, whether it was biology um, or whatever that class was called, And even at that point, you only did it at a certain age. It wasn't done in kindergarten. In kindergarten, they used to put on your report card, works well with others. Those kind of things that they were teaching us. Did you know how to read your name? Could you read your name in script? Did you know your colors? Did you know your numbers? These are the things we learned in kindergarten. We did not learn the things that they are teaching in kindergarten now. And the fact of the matter is you have a mother who saw nothing wrong with it. And now the father is being criticized because of what he said and how he said it. Well, I'm looking at a father who's just simply outraged. And, you know... How many of us parents have gone off on the kids because we were just outraged? Plain and simple as that he has every right to be outraged, and he was probably outraged because he's looking at multiple things that are taking place. He has no say over what they're doing in, in child school; that they have exceeded boundaries, crossed boundaries. He's upset because, like someone on the panel said, you you weren't even smart enough to take the stuff off before I came home. You don't, because if you know this husband, this ain't the first time that he's voiced his feeling or opinion on this particular issue. So this wasn't really a surprise to you. So now you have a host of people who are criticizing this man. He's a massive jerk. But no, he's not. No, he's not. Even if he knows nothing about God. You see, today, we talked about it from a golly aspect. Okay? We talked about it from the enemy introducing this thing. And maybe he has no idea. He is not a, a man of God. He has no idea. But he senses something. And unfortunately, as the panel has said, even when we as God's people sense things. We're not smart enough to move the right way. We can make noise about everything
1: for all races,
0: but when it really, really matters, do we speak up? Are we writing letters? Are we talking to the speakers? Are we, you know, standing up and letting people know that this is not acceptable. You know, I've been saying recently, I said, before you even bring the God equation in it, this is certain things that I'm not taking. This ain't got nothing to even do with God. I wouldn't take it before I knew the Lord. And now that I know the Lord, oh, you can forget it. But There are just things that are just unacceptable. And for this father, whether he knew the Lord or not, this was unacceptable. And sometimes we need to just start there. Is this stuff even acceptable, even if I don't know what the Lord wants from me? Even if I don't know what the Lord is expecting of me? Even if I've never picked up a Bible before. Do I, do I accept these things or do I reject these things? And now, when we add into the equation that we have accepted Christ as our personal Savior, and when we put that into the equation that God is the head of our lives, then that makes it ten times worse. Are we standing up the way we're supposed to? are always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity that even if you've given Christ your life, strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God bid. Where is Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.